Well, hey, good to see you. Listen, I'm glad you're here. Uh, this is our second session of our Christmas sessions. Uh, we've talked about it last week, or if you've listened to it, you know. <coughs> These will not be available on Facebook unless those who listen to them send me a text and say, hey, yeah, you should share these. Uh, but we are glad that you're here. It's Sunday afternoon for us, about 4.36 or so, and we're glad to get started. I hope that, uh, well, I hope that you're having a good Christmas season. Remember, if you if you listened last week, I told you, or the other day, haven't had as many podcasts lately. I've uh, been a little busy, but uh, we're trying to do everything we can to make the most out of the Christmas season, and so that's one of the reasons we're doing this. Another one is just, you know, if I hear some neat story or or share something, uh, I find something worth sharing either. I want to have a venue to do it, and, and this is it for us here at Christmas. And we'll do a regular podcast. May do one later today. Don't know yet, uh, but we'll do a regular podcast. But this is our Christmas sessions, and this is DK Ministries, and I am Danny Smith. I am your Bible teacher, and we're going to point some things out to you about Christmas. We're going to focus on Matthew chapter 2, uh, the story there, if you have your copy of God's Word. But I just want to tell you something. It was a month before Christmas. And all through the town, people wore masks that covered their frown. Their frown had begun way back in the spring when a global pandemic, well, it changed everything. They called it Corona, but just like the beer, it didn't bring any good times and it sure hasn't brought any cheer. Airplanes were grounded and travel was banned. Borders were crossed, crossed air, sea, and land. As the world entered lockdown to flatten the curve, the economy halted. Folks lost their nerve. From March to July, we rode the first wave. People stayed home. They tried to behave. When summer emerged, the lockdown was lifted. But away from caution, many folks drifted. Now it's December, and cases are spiking. Wave two has arrived, much to our disliking. It's true that this year has had sadness aplenty. We'll never forget this year, 2020. And just around the corner, the holiday season. But why be merry? Is there even one reason? To decorate the house and put up the tree, who will see it? No one but me. But outside my window, the snow gently falls, and I think to myself, let's deck the halls. So I gather the ribbon, the garlands, and the bows, and I play those old carols. My happiness grows. Christmas is not canceled, and neither is my hope. For my hope comes from Jesus, so we're never alone. I got that this week, as I said, off Facebook. Uh, one of our church members, South Macomb, had it on his page, and it had at the bottom copy paste uh, who was written by Shauna Hickling, and I assume that she did write it. And so we appreciate her making it available to everyone. And so uh, that I just thought that was a good rendition, a good story. We are talking about things that happen around the Christmas story. Matthew chapter 2 is where I told you to turn after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Uh, a child one time asked me, why were they wise? And I said, well, they came to Jesus. That's why they were wise. Well, actually, they studied the stars, a lot of other reasons. But I wrote down some things the other day in case that child's listening now. And he's grown. But just in case he happens to listen to the podcast, well, here it is for you, buddy. Uh, they were wise men because, number one, they had went or had gone to see and I just like the word went. So they went to see what God had done. So many times we're oblivious, ignore, and overlook what God is doing in the world. But not these guys. Mm-mm. Man, they left They left home when it went way away. Uh, I heard one, con- well, I read one where one, one interpreter, one translator, one commentator uh, said that he thinks they traveled well over a year. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to say it's right. Uh, but certainly they did travel 
They went to see what God had done. Do you know how much different it would be in your life and my life if we just start paying attention to what God is doing? God is at work and he's doing something, but we're all, often we're too busy to watch it. They were wise men because they inspected the blessings God had given and found them to be better than anything they could ever expect it. Well, it is true that that baby in the manger that eventually was brought into the house apparently laid in a crib. It is true that he was the best thing ever. And it is true that that child they went to see changed everything for everybody. We no longer had to be separated from God. We could have a relationship with the Lord. They were wise men because they searched the stars to find what God was doing and going to do on earth. They, they, they looked, they watched. They looked into the sky. They made sure that they saw what God was doing. They were wise men because they entered his presence with joy and beyond, beyond any kind of joy they'd ever had before. They were wise men because they got themselves to where he was so they could see him for themselves. Because they were excited, their world, not with their presence, but with his arrival. They were wise men because they never doubted that indeed that baby changed everything. J. Vernon McGee used to preach on the radio and in other places. He wrote a lot of books that, that I have read many of and studied, commentaries and things. And he had an interesting comment when he began to talk about uh, the Christmas story. He said what seemed like rather strange prophecies, well, they became very same realities. And Christmas is filled with prophecies around it and surrounding it. And when you first hear some of them, you go, wow, really? You just kind of scratch your head. But then as they unfold, you go, wow, that really happened that way. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Well, the question comes, well, how many wise men were there? I know our postcards and our pageants and our plays and well, even our teaching and our singing. Well, they all say three. Don't know why. The Bible doesn't say three. The Bible doesn't mention that number anywhere. This week I was reading different thoughts on the Christmas story. And one individual said, and I'd tell you who he was, but I don't remember. And I'm not going to quote him exactly anyway. But he implied, he said, he thinks it was many more than three. In fact, he said, and I, I believe he's got a good point, the three people coming to the town would not have caused a stir that this caused. And it's clear when the Bible, when the Bible talks about it, it caused a stir. He said 300 would have caused a stir. Uh, no, I'm not saying it's 300. I don't know, but I believe that it was probably more than three. I do know this. Kathy and I had an experience years ago of being in Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis when they did their Christmas story uh, presentation. Oh my gosh, I, I couldn't even describe. I don't know if they still do it, but it was worth a trip. We went two times, I believe, maybe three. Whew, it was awesome. They would take a modern story and kind of tie it into the biblical story. Yes, they had the singing Christmas tree and that was worth a journey, especially when they sang the Hallelujah Chorus. Oh my goodness. But as they did the wise men come in and see the Christ child, Man, the, the pageantry and the, and, the, and the people that came with them, they made it clear, although they may have had three wise men in their portrayal, I'm not sure, but with, their, with the wise guys on their camels and all that and their, the people attending to them, they made it clear. There was quite an entourage that made it there. 
And in fact, I believe it was so many that Herod began to wonder. And he asked, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we've seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. So he gathered all the chief priests. This is chapter verse four. Uh, and scribes of the people together. And he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Listen, as I said, and that's why we took that little detour there for a minute or two. Probably more than three, maybe less than 300. <laughs> But boy, he caused a stir at Herod. You know Herod, well, you probably don't know Herod or much about Herod, but he was a bad man. In fact, I had a professor one time in class as we were studying some people of the Bible and we talked about Herod. He said, well, there's no way to describe Herod anyway, but bad, evil, and nasty. And he said that a lot of people complain or say or point out, well, there's no record in history of some of the things that Herod did, record of some of the things. And the answer comes from him, and it seems to make pretty good sense to me. Well, Herod was such an evil man, him killing some babies didn't make the news you thought it'd make. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't demean or deny the life of babies. In fact, I have to be honest with you, when my professor said that, I wasn't really happy with him, and I wasn't really pleased that he would say that. But then he kind of smiled and said, he was just an evil man, and he did evil things. And sometimes only so much evil can be remembered. Well, I guess that's true. But when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the, and of the people together, he inquired of them when the Christ child was to be born. And so they said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined uh, from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them. Let's see if we can get to And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him. And when they heard, when they heard the king, they departed and behold the star. Boy, isn't it, isn't it something? He, they saw the star and then they see it again when they get ready to go to the place where, where Jesus was. And when they heard the king, let's start over. When they heard the king, they departed. Behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceed, with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures and presented their gifts to him, and they were gold, frankincense, myrrh, then divinely being warmed in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Now when they departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt. Stay there till I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. No one seems to be sure how long they were in Egypt. One commentator says he thinks it was only a matter of weeks. I thought that was pretty quick. But then he made the point. He wasn't called an Egyptian. He was called a Nazarene. So he probably wasn't there that long. But it was long enough for Herod to move off the scene. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. And was there into the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled of which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, out of Egypt I called my son. Remember what I said, Dr. McGee said earlier, those prophecies that seem so crazy or 
so hard to understand, became very clear once the Christmas story became clear. Two guys we want to end up with talking about today, just for a moment. I hope that you'll stay with us. I hope that you're enjoying this, this session on Christmas. And once again, Joseph catches our attention. We talked a little bit about Joseph last time. But three things about Joseph that I'll point out here. We don't know a lot about Joseph. We know he's a good man, godly man. And he was a loving man. He was a caring man. That we know. But there's three things we can add. First, he was obedient. He was told to take the child to Egypt. He did that. And he was quick to act in his obedience. He did it quickly. And then third, he was committed to protecting the baby Jesus. He did all he can, or all he could, I should say, to protect our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, that is that is that's Joseph. He's a character of Christmas. And we don't know near much about, much about him as we wish we did. But the things we know, hey, they're pretty good. Well, Herod is also a character for Christmas. And he's one we wish we could ignore, but we can't. As he is what so many have become. See, Herod was a hater of Christmas. Our world's a hater of Christmas. That's why Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. That's why there's so many things said about Christmas holidays not being something that's possible to take. You can have a winter break or whatever, but you can't take Christmas holidays. Well, like Herod, a lot of people are seeking uh, to eradicate Christmas, to remove Jesus even from Christmas. I heard one person complain, we're trying to get ready for Christmas and they want to get all this Jesus stuff out. Well, Herod failed and so do those things. There'll be more people sing away in the manger in the next two weeks than anything else, I suppose. And it all has to do with that baby that changed everything. Herod, like a lot of people, sought ways to change the story and its impact. I just told you about those I heard complain about bringing Jesus out at Christmas. Well, just a way to change the story. And a lot of people do that today. Herod really thought that what he wanted was more important than what God had done. We're so much like that sometimes. God does something good, great, wonderful, terrific, and all the adjectives you can think of, and we don't pay it attention, we don't check it out. Well, let's not be like Herod. Herod ordered the world to surrender to his views and his thoughts. To his thoughts, I should say, his, his views and his thoughts. Well, the truth is, Jesus is still praised, and Herod basically long forgotten. Herod demanded obedience, which was not his to demand or expect. Well, Herod failed in his mission, and those who try to change or alter or push down the meaning of Christmas today fail. I have noticed a couple of things this year. Many, many people have lit their houses up for Christmas, at, uh, more so than I've seen in a long time. And I've seen more people put up their trees and earlier and other things. People are desiring to hear the message of Christmas. And sometimes it's right before us and we miss it. I missed it for a moment Monday morning. Oh, I was heading out to go into Macomb Monday morning and I saw a sign at a church, a sign that I often see. It's a sign that I look at every time I pass. Uh, it's usually announcing a gospel singing at that church or something in the church. And once in a while, maybe the community, I know they've had uh, signs for blood drives, things like that. But since the pandemic, that sign's been silent. Now, maybe they've had words, but haven't caught my attention for some reason. Maybe it's the mood we're in. Maybe it's something else. Or maybe they just haven't had as much to say. And because a lot of people hadn't had to say anything during the pandemic. 
But as I entered that highway that takes me into Macomb, I looked and saw these words, a baby changes everything. Now, I should have thought something else, but what I thought about first was the arrival and the announcement of our two babies. And they both changed everything. They were 16 years apart. And so one time we were a young married couple and Oh, if you're a young married couple, we got, we got some friends, young married couple about to have their first baby. Oh, I know it's changed for them. Changed a lot in the second time. It was 16 years apart. We'd been married like 18, 20 years in. It's like, oh my gosh, those babies changed everything. But then I saw the bottom of the sign and I thought, oh my gosh, how could I forget that? And it said, Merry Christmas. See, it was a reminder that that baby in the manger changed everything. Brought a tear to my eye and a frog to my throat as I thought about the reality of that baby that changed everything. These Christmas sessions are focused on that child who became a man, who was the Savior, Christ the Lord, who died for our sins on an old, old rugged cross, who spent three days in the grave and rose again, that we might be forgiven of our sins. Because, my friend, that baby really did change everything. Listen, I am glad you tuned in today. I hope you've enjoyed this second Christmas session. I hope you've looked, go back and listened to the first one if you haven't. Let us know, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. And hey, give us a thumbs up if you want them, uh, if you think we should share it on our Facebook page, you know, uh, to our story. I'm not planning to do that. This is something uh, just for our podcast listeners. We thank those who listen to our podcast. We record these podcasts on Anchor. They are available all kinds of places. Now, if you're in Louisiana or Mississippi, and pretty close to know anything about LSU football, let me say this. They are more available than Florida football players who throw football shoes. <laughs> I don't understand everything about that, but apparently a Florida football player last night, that was a good reason, apparently, to take and throw a wide receiver for LSU's football uh, team shoe and apparently it cost his team 15 yards and they lost the game which i'm sure they were probably highly favored in don't know haven't really been watching much football the last few years for a lot of reasons and this is the place time uh, to discuss that but here's what i say as a graduate of lsu go tigers listen <laughs> listen we love you thank you for tuning in and if you happen to be from florida forgive us we just have a little fun Enjoy this Christmas season. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the Christmas sessions. Remember here at DK Ministries, we're trying to give you something, not sell you something. And our idea is to give you some pleasure in the Christmas season. I hope we've done that. Hey, remember what I asked you last week. Maybe you see something on Facebook or read something. I hear something if somebody says, share it with us, send it to us, and we'll do like we did. Our, our brother Gene put this on his Facebook page. We stole it. And uh, read it as it was pretty much. We altered it a little bit. But we'd appreciate your help in any way we can. We love you. God bless you. We're praying for you. Hey, heads up. We've got a couple more sessions to go. And then we'll be through with our Christmas sessions. God bless you. I love you. DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast. See you next time.